listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, Episode 5 on Ed Reach. Jerry and Zach should be knighted. Welcome to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Ed Gamer is part of the Ed Reach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. This show is dedicated to educational gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I am Zach. And I am Jerry. Jerry, tell us a little little bit about yourself. I am a visual arts educator at Schomburg High School in Schomburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I am your host, and I'm a sixth-grade social studies teacher and language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Anything crazy going on in your life, Jerry, this week? Uh, Just enjoying spring break, uh, trying to rest and recover, get ready for the big, you know, fourth quarter during the uh, end of the school year here, but um, not too much. Been, you know, looking up new games, things like that, checking out Steam, because I'm now completely... You know, addicted to looking through demos and things like that. Yeah, I'm hooked. Yeah, you can blame that on me. (laughs) Yeah, but I think you had a a much more uh, interesting break, did you not? Uh, Yeah, I I don't know if I've really had a break. (laughs) Um, You know, I I went to uh, District 30 at Northbrook Glenview uh, to Dan Rezac's Mm -hmm. school district. Uh, Wonderful area, wonderful. seems like wonderful school. Met with some soul studies teachers up there, and they had me come in and discuss uh, soul studies and gaming and how that can make an impact on students' learning. And definitely talking about how it's just one option, one tool in a in a tool belt for teachers, and uh, hopefully going to help them out this summer with integrating with the middle school, Civilization Four, and they've bought some licenses for that. And uh, I'm I'm really actually kind of giddy. I'm looking forward <laughs> to if I'm able to co- go up there and, and help them out and uh, have a lot of fun with that because it's it was it was great it, i had a good time i hope they enjoyed it uh one of the activities i did was uh from the bbc games which we've talked about before uh mummy maker and i had all the teachers there with a worksheet and they went through the game and i wish i, I told them i wish i could have videotaped it because they were so engaged and i would start talking <laughs> none of them were listening to me. <laughs> none of them were it was they were totally enthralled with the game, and it, it, it just showed how gaming can be engaging. There were some, you know, not everybody, it hits the sweet spot with everybody, but there were those that were intense. They were filling out every little bit of that worksheet. They wanted to get it done. There were others that were so enthralled with the game that they were just focused on the on the screen. It was it was a lot of fun. Good discussions. Very good discussions. Cool. So, yeah, this... Uh, so spent a few days up with some family up in uh, the Winnetka area, and that was that was very nice. Um, um, I don't know if there's too many teachers that are living in that area. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it a little was, out of the pay scale. Oh uh, wow! <laughs> it, it's it is a beautiful area. It was very nice, uh, and and thanks to my cousins up there that uh, allowed us my family to stay. We spent a little time in the city, the big city of Chicago. Chicago. And uh, had some fun. There was it was a good time for the girls and. And I had a good time up there. So, you know, yeah. So I worked one day, you know, basically uh, preparing. You know, this is spring break for us. And worked one day preparing for, you know, me going up to Chicago area. And then spending another 
uh, afternoon at a school, you know, teaching other teachers, you know, talking to them and discussing. And then uh, we're doing this podcast, right? Right. So, you know, you talk about, uh, yeah, spring break. I know there's some some teachers that nothing, no school, nothing at all. But I know the – there are some teachers out there that work constantly. So the naysayers out there that you get all that time off. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Just yeah. use it to prepare your, for when we yeah. go back. Yeah, prepare because I'll be in school all day tomorrow <laughs> getting ready. So, yeah, so that's what's going on with me. I, I do have to share because one other little thing because I get excited because I, I teach soul studies and language arts. Uh-huh. And, you know, our fourth quarter has already started before break. We've had some snow days. It's been kind of crazy. We have 10 weeks of school after when we come back. Wow. We have 10 weeks of school. So it's it's like, yeah, nine weeks? No. <laughs> it's not happening. So and then, But I get into one of my favorite parts of the year is, uh, you know, for soul studies, actually at the end of the year we'll get into uh, medieval times. Maybe we'll start with that one because this might work out. And the other one is Lord of the Rings. I teach Lord of the Rings. Uh, nice. To sixth graders, and that's nice. yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But the other thing is, we have our own medieval feast, oh. and that we host and have food and set out the tables. And uh, we kind of came across a game that's just coming out. Uh, go ahead. Is is this like medieval times? Like the restaurant? Are you going to tell no, me? No, like, we used do to do that and stuff. We we used to do the medieval times trip, but that was so expensive. Oh, yeah. So we we. You know, got less money from you know fundraising or getting you know uh, no hassle fundraisers, just parents writing checks, which I like those the best. And uh, for me as a parent too, <laughs> but uh, that money kind of goes towards a feast. Uh, the kitchen, our school kitchen, actually gets we get nice, you know, chicken legs, not the regular chicken legs. We get the higher quality stuff <laughs> chipped in, and it's it's maybe. It's pretty close to KFC. It's it's good. It's re- potato wedges. No no silverware. Nothing. No silverware. But we get we get. It's it's kind of a simulation type thing. And there's you know what? There's games throughout. We have contests. Uh, we do uh, some ring. It's not joust. We we used to do jousting, but kids would get hurt. Put kids on the roller chairs and roll them at each other. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> And then we get pool noodles, and uh, yeah, they, that's what they'd use. But now, now in recent years, we've we've used the chair. We've even done those little things in the uh, in the gym, the little squares on rollers. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The scooters, the yeah. scooters. Yeah, we'd have the horse. We'd have rope. You know, the kid, other kid would pull it, and then they'd let go, and then they'd go at each other. <laughs> this sounds completely <laughs> educational. It was, but you know what? They're they're it's uh, it's a simulation. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what we're doing. The kids get uh, they get roles. Uh, we have peasants. We have you know pet serfs. Uh, you're talking about dinner rolls. See, I was back to no. the chicken already. I'm no. hungry. <laughs> you're thinking about the food. <laughs> uh, no, it's the uh, uh, oh, what the heck was I talking about? The serfs. You have uh, knights. We have ladies. We have lords. We have monks. Cool. We have yeah. So you know nuns and and. Sisters, yeah, we have the whole gamut. So it, it is an interactive activity, and we do games within our classrooms, too, um, based upon how you play your role, uh, if you play it well. And, and so you're competing against other manners. So it's kind of an interactive simulation that uh, that the social studies teachers do, and then it all culminates with the feast. And we have this huge feast. Uh, and so it's 
It's a lot of fun. The oh, picture the picture I have in my mind right now is just awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. The teachers get dressed up. That's we great. dress up the whole thing. So, but the other thing uh, we do instead of jousting now, we do like a um, the rings where they're on a chair and then they have oh, uh, oh there you uh, go uh, the lance okay and they try to capture these rings that are dangling down from a post and uh, they. They're Velcroed. So, you know, you get it, then you try to get as many rings in the shortest amount of time. Nice. So, no, so that that is gaming right there, isn't it? It is, it is. About that. So, but that kind of leads us into uh, an actual video game um, that is coming out called Sims Medieval. Mm. Oh, that was a nice segue. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know it. It's not, it's third on our list, but we'll just put it right up here since we're talking about it. Um, that's my ADHD. Uh, so, Sims Medieval, what are you. Have you ever played any of the Sims games? You know, uh, I was never a huge player of the Sims games, which um, I, I guess with now with my experiences in Second Life and all those other things, you would think that I was a huge Sims player. I remember playing them, you know, in my past when they first came out and they're really big, like Sim City. I do remember playing Sim City, but um, hadn't gotten really far into the concept, even though they keep changing the concept, you know, or changing the details. I guess it it always kind of fouled as the same game to me. So I think there's like that cult of people that love it and will continue to play it regardless of. Yeah. So yeah. do you do you know the basic concepts of Sims in, in general? Uh, um. Besides, it's a simulated environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a simulated environment. Uh, you kind of build your person. Mm-hmm. Um. It doesn't have to be. It could be based totally on you. It could be totally out there, totally not you, and a lot of people do that. Uh, there's, I know there's some single-player and there's some multiplayer versions. I'm almost positive. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, And um, but The Sims Medieval deals with uh, the medieval times, Middle Ages. You know, well, I'm not going to get into the soul studies here because medieval is different <laughs> than Middle Ages, which I'm seeing some of these pictures, and it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the geekdom of... of <laughs> The different time period. I'm sure they would appreciate a critique. Uh, uh, yeah, so we won't. But uh, the whole <laughs> looks like the whole purpose is that you're building a person that's living during this time period. You have you can have a kingdom. You have quests. Um, it says a world f- of Sims filled with stories, adventure, romance, drama, and comedy. Don't forget the so, fishing. The, <laughs> what did you find? It, it's somewhere under uh, on their website. It says game info, and there's like other features, and it's like achievement system, magic, crafting system, diplomatic system, fishing. Yes, there is fishing. <laughs> well, like, you know, you got to eat. Well, hey, you have to eat. So you know, that's that's always good. Fishing, I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna email the Sims company and say, listen, I wasn't gonna buy it, but now. After seeing that, this is why I bought it for fishing. <laughs> yeah, fishing. Now that they have fishing, I'm, I'm thinking that there could be some stuff in here that might not be appropriate for schools. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, it says, okay, rich, dramatic, medieval setting. Uh, experience epic stories of the age, full of drama, fantasy, conflict, comedy, romance, and intrigue. Okay, the romance Uh-oh. thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where I'm getting. And of course, some of the pictures they have on their website. Yeah, it's it's definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if anybody out there has this, and you know, out of our five listeners, listens to this and and has played it or is playing it currently. You know, if there's ways that this could work in, um, you know, in a classroom, I'd I'd love to do that. In fact, EA, if you're wanting to give us the license that I could, you know, test this out, (laughs) 
and see how this would work. That that would be wonderful too. So yeah, it it, it looks like it could be really cool. Um, it looks, it, you know, we talked about in one of our last podcasts the you know the the violence in games and violence being more in you know male oriented games. If mm-hmm. that's our audience, and I'm looking through here, you know, just their screenshots, which there's like 34 of, and um, there's a. It looks like there's a lot based on violence. You know, the wizard kills the witch, the uh, female executioner. The... Whoa, whoa! Limited edition executioner, female, <laughs> female. What? Wow. Okay. Romantic yeah, this... couple at sunset. So there you go. You get a little bit in for everybody. Yeah. Get some violence. Yeah. Get some. Some love. Get some yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking at some of this. Something like this could have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. But EA might not make as much money <laughs> doing something like that. Yeah. So it makes me wonder how that would work out. Now, oh, here, was there an age? Did we see an age thing on there? Uh, you know what? If If you play the video... It gives you age, but sometimes when I play my videos, you hear them, so I'm not sure. It says uh, there was teen. a rating. Okay. It says teen. Uh, cu- uh, crude humor, sexual themes, use of alcohol. Yes, so this is perfect and for the classroom. female executioners. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, and they're trying to – that's the thing. that They know that this will sell, and I'll have middle school kids. There will be middle school kids out there playing this. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. Well, they got are. me. I mean, now I want to go fishing as a female <laughs> executioner. It's I'm not, hooked. It's not the sexual themes or use of alcohol or violence <laughs> no, fishing. or crude humor, which you know, uh, which we don't like at all. And <laughs> none of those are the selling points, but the the fishing. So here's here's a game that has potential, but probably will not work. And it's a single player game. It's not multiplayer, which could actually be a benefit, uh, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> You know, all those people fishing. So we can't fish together. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah, it's not the crude people that could be out there talking to, you know, our students or, yeah, you know. Yeah, less thing to worry about. Yeah. So, but if everybody's in the, at the at the fishing hole, we'd be okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm just cracking myself up. Okay. So, um, so. at this show. Yeah. Pot- potential, yes. Probably not useful. In the classroom, maybe not. I don't know. So it's going to be another game that, through what looks like pretty good visuals, will explain yeah. a time period you know, yeah. well, but really limits it there because, let's be honest, they probably want to suck you in with all those wonderful things that kids shouldn't be doing. Right, right, exactly. And that's that's what they want. So, um, no, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that if I had a character and maybe there was something that, that I was able to do and... I could demonstrate it to the kids, but that's that's not so fun. Did you ever wa- like watching others play games? Uh, yeah, I I am not that person. Yeah, it's very difficult for me to do. Yeah. There are certain games, and it's okay. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's like being a backseat driver. I just want to like yell or scream or you know grab the controller. So it's tough. Yeah, it it, it is, and I, I I see a lot of kids that do that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think that'd be fun. So okay, possibility, but. Not so good. Okay, so next topic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you want to finish with? Let's do the Minecraft one. Okay, and we'll we'll finish strong with the uh, the third one, which has got us kind of excited. Yeah. Um, Minecraft. Uh, do you want to explain what that game is? Uh, from what I know about Minecraft, 
Um, let's see if I can read you the actual definition here. Um, uh, well, you know, you probably have more of a history. I was just trying to put you on the spot. I know. I, I, you know, I You're talk very a lot, good at so that. I just want to. I, I just, I just don't want to. You know, be talking the whole time. Just, oh. you know. No. Okay. So did look, you pull it up? I got. See, it. Hey, hey, we had that interlude. We hit, yeah. And then we, I was going to play some music or something, and then you found. I was okay, going to so, say yeah. we, we need music for like you know time for Jerry's brain to catch up with yes. the conversation. Um, yes. <clears throat> Minecraft is a sandbox building indie video game. Okay, stop. Sandbox. <laughs> sandbox. We're not talking like a real sand here. No. So sandbox is a controlled environment. It's it's you can actually create your own server. You could join servers if they if they allow you to come in, but you you actually have your own server and you can allow or disallow um, anybody that you want. So keep going. It, it Just want to make sure people understand that. Often um, also used the term free roaming with sandbox. Okay, free roaming. So yeah. you're free roaming within the sandbox. Right. Okay, okay so it's – go ahead. Um, written in Java, which would be the scripting, originally by creator Marcus Notch Person. Pearson. Person. <laughs> <What? laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, his, that's last not his last name. No, no it's not it, his last name. It, it say P-E-R-S-S-O-N. Pearson? Person? Oh. <laughs> person? I don't, maybe it's French. Okay. Um, and now by his, his company – Mo Mohang Mojang. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I'm Come reading on. the screen. Come on, send me the link. <laughs> uh, form the proceeds okay. of the game. Uh, I need a Soul Saints teacher to read this. Okay, ready. The game yeah. is focused on creativity and building, allowing players to build constructions out of textured cubes in a 3D world. So read. It looks like Legos on a screen. Yeah, and there's there's I see several people talking about how it's it's like Legos. So. You have the sandbox. You have your own server. You have your own. You have this world, mm -hmm. and you can free roam. So you know, like World of Warcraft is a persistent world. It just you know, it, it's always there. Um, and I don't think this is persistent. I'm not totally sure, but it's you can free roam around this world. And so, what's the purpose of it? Um, Do you remember from our the wonderful? Uh, see, it's like I feel like a quiz show. Guy, I'm just putting you on the spot. This is kind of fun now. I'm just doing it just just to mess with you. I know. So remember our uh, the review I sent you that we can't really discuss because it's totally not appropriate, but it gives good information. Right. So, so go ahead. Um, no, actually, I liked what I really liked about the said mentioned review was um, <laughs> how it uh, you know made as opposed to so many other sandbox type games where now. You can just create things, you know, out of the blue. So I think they mentioned like Gary's mod, you know, yeah. snap your fingers and create, you know, whatever you want. It's right in front of you. Minecraft, you know, little, it, you have to follow the steps. You have to um, put in the time, put in the effort to be able to build something. So you have to mine your own, you know. So you're basically creating mm -hmm. and you can basically create anything that you're, you could dream of basically. Um, as long as you're willing to work for it. As long as you're willing to work for it. And you use the environment around you to be able to collect things and to be able to uh, build things. So hence Minecraft. So you're mining. You're right. you're gathering things uh, in order to build. A little safer than actual mining, by the way. <laughs> yes, because it's a Lego version yes. of your of yourself. So the article, and, and we'll have this posted with um, – with the podcast is this Minecraft teacher and he's at Minecraft 
uh, on Twitter at Minecraft Teacher, but it's uh, at the end, uh, teachers T E A C H R. And uh, so Minecraft Teacher. You know uh, what? Before we get into that, maybe we should explain the the um, age bracket that Minecraft oh, yeah. is made for because we say it looks yeah. like Legos, but that shouldn't be confused with the amount of adults that play the game, right? Yeah, well, I, I play Lego Star Wars. Is it okay? <laughs> True. True. I, I play with it to my kids. It's it's a lot of fun. I actually like building Legos. I'm a 3D oh, teacher. Oh, you're, so you're Legos, talking about the actual building. Legos are, like, awesome to I me. love Legos. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, but anyway, I just like I think it warrants conversation that Minecraft, because we're about to talk about the kids that he used this with, but also, you know, extends through all ages and is very fun for adults as well. Yeah, there's a lot of adults who play this and have created their own servers and then have had actually had their kids um, come into the game. Uh, in fact, on on Minecraft's uh, Minecraft Teacher website, one guy explains how he was able to teach his kid. His kid actually studied up on it on his own on how to create his own server. So <laughs> because of this game, this kid was able to learn how to create a server and set it up properly in order to host this game and then bring his friends in. So that's that's like awesome. Yeah, and probably completely unintentional from the people that made Minecraft of, you know, we're not going to... I'm sure that wasn't one of their goals is teaching people more about servers when they created the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, but I, I could totally see my my oldest daughter doing this <laughs> and then getting friends involved, and that that's kind of cool. So that's one person who, you know, from this website that uh, talks about how they've, they used Minecraft. Uh, this teacher um, – so we see – I see several people on here for uh, – Ages six and seven years old. One person talks about it's five year old went in there and just started messing around, and that that's fine. Uh, but the one in here um, he talks about is that he created this pyramid. The teacher did, so he had his own server, okay. created a created a pyramid. It was like a puzzle, and inside the pyramid were artifacts. And the kids, uh, what they would do, they it was first of all they had to get inside the pyramid, which was not easy. They had to figure out how to do that. And so the kids, he sets the class up. They go to the computers. They start looking and trying to figure out how to, um, you know, how to get inside mm -hmm. uh, the pyramid itself. And so it says, this is from the Pyramid Project. Students had to investigate mysterious pyramid that they created, that I created for them. First, they had to figure out how to get inside, which is not easy. Uh, and then they had to, uh, they were not allowed to disturb any of the treasures that, he had stashed inside. Uh, there was a discussion about respecting cultures, preserving history. The students were then allowed to vote on a course of action. Three out of the four groups decided to build a museum for the objects, and you can see the pictures in here, which is pretty cool. So they added glass, which it, the environments, you can totally change it. So, you know, adding glass to this pyramid, mm -hmm. they figured, hey, that would be a great way to have, like, a museum. Um, and then the fourth group voted to preserve the pyramid as they found it in case in uh, so the, hold on a sec. Three other four groups decided to build a museum for the ooh. So they decided. So they were disturbing it. Hmm. So I'm sorry. So I read that wrong. So three out of the four groups wanted to take the stuff out of there and then put it in their own museum. One group said that they wanted to preserve the pyramid as they found it and then encased it in glass. Uh. That's pretty cool. So yeah. you'd have a great discussion on what to do. Yeah, absolutely. So should you do it? Should you not do it? 
So that's pretty cool. So it, it's very simplistic. It looks very, you know, blockish. <laughs> the people. It's not. It's not made to be. You know, mm-hmm. the highest quality of of, of graphics. And now this guy. From what we understand, right, this guy did a little bit of work himself with, like, setting up his own server that these yeah. kids were on. Yeah. So, you know, if you're sitting out there and you really want to try it, you need a little help from from maybe yeah. some tech, tech staff. Yeah. No, I could totally see groups setting up servers just for education purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to make money off that. See, I come up with these ideas, just can't follow through on them and make millions of dollars. <laughs> so, uh, but that's... That's pretty cool. There's anything that you can dream, you know, you can think of, and how to create. Um, then that's you could build it, and then have it have the students interact with it on your own server. So you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to deal with outsiders coming in and, and messing things up. Now the other thing is too, and getting from the review that that shall not be named, uh, <laughs> that uh, it seems like. That there are at night there are issues. Did you see that? Uh, I must have missed that. You must have missed that. So it seems like there's certain creatures that come out at night. Oh, so you have to... okay. You're remembering this now? Yes, yes. Okay. So you you have to survive, okay, because you're out there, you know, on your own. So you have to build mm-hmm. some type of shelter. You have to be able to survive in this in this land. And at night, I guess there's creatures out there that might come after you if you don't have a shelter built. Or anything like that. So, and then things happen randomly, which is good because that's real life. Um, that that happened to you, and you might have to, you know, Such change things up. Natural disasters. Natural disasters. Which, like by the way, segue: the Minecraft teacher has tweeted happening right now a 36-hour Minecraft marathon to benefit Japan. There you go. 36 hours of Minecraft. Wow. And how do they? I don't. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a good thing. I don't sure. know how you get money from that, but I'm not sure um, either. There's yeah. a website. There's a website. <laughs> um, and a little side note, too, is that um, about, because since I teach soul studies, um, using interactive materials online about the earthquake and tsunami, uh, yeah, make sure we come back on the topic that we're talking about, Jerry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little segue. Okay. Uh, but no, we have some, actu- we actually have some Japanese students from uh, Hokkaido, which is the northern island, and they're actually in our in our town, we have a sister city that's that's oh, up there, wow. Wow. and they're in town, and we are going to. They're going to visit my team's uh, classes on Thursday, and then on Friday we decided to uh, create an activity night. We can't. We don't have dances, so we have activity nights. <laughs> okay, <laughs> activity nights, uh, and all the money that we raise uh, from that, uh, we have a DJ, a friend of mine, another fellow computer geek. Um, uh, he is going to. Uh, do his services for free and so we're going to get food donated and everything so we're going to have this activity night all the money that we get will go towards the red cross and towards the uh that's Japanese very cool disaster. your school sounds way more exciting than most other schools i hear I, I, <laughs> no i just make it sound no my my you know what we have phenomenal administration i hope he's listening and and uh, uh we have some phenomenal teachers that's and cool. we have a great community so it it makes things easier. Nice. Definitely makes things easier. Okay, so back back to the Minecraft. Okay, this so. is something I think we need to, and I, I did tweet this uh, Minecraft teacher. Maybe we can get him on sometime. We cool. You know, because I have a couple questions for him. It, it would be interesting to find out if he had the kids. Like, was this their first experience in Minecraft? Uh, it doesn't sound like it. it sounds okay. like they knew what because was going on. 
wouldn't that like greatly affect what they decided to do with the pyramid based on if they knew how long it took someone to build it? You know, something that yeah. you don't want kids to consider in yeah. real life if they were looking at artifacts or whatever. You know, do I want to destroy this if I know how long it took someone to create it? Yeah. So it's it's yeah. It, it, there's so many possibilities. I, I'm just <laughs> my mind is racing with all these different aspects. Um, and then, you know, we just did some, we do some activities in my class where they, they created their own, um, uh, their own city because we study ancient civilizations and, you know, using civilization and, you know, other things that we've done. So they've taken everything that they've learned and they have tried to create just kind of like a look down view of their city and what they would want. They have certain things that need to be in there. Um, you know, market, uh, you know, you have religious type buildings, you have houses, you have farmland, you know, all these things need to be on your map. Well, how about if they created it using this? Hmm. Yeah. How cool would that be? Very cool. So, you know, it, like I said, gets me, gets me really thinking. So we'll have to look at this one down the road. Yeah. To look at this okay. I got a little, get a little sip of water here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's that music again. We need like a need music. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So the last thing, which I found, which I got from uh, my best friend. I mean, you're a good guy, Jerry, but you know, <laughs> man, Justin is is a very good friend of mine. I like Rush. Yeah, he likes Rush too. How about oh, that? Come on. So, um, <laughs> and it's what's weird. I'm not even going on that story because that <laughs> that involves other people and. Yeah, so Justin sent me this this article. Well, he sent me – oh, hold on. Now let me back up here. So he sent me the article on the Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then where did I find this one? This one – oh, this is from um, uh, Geek Dad, which is do – you, do you go to Geek Dad? Uh, I've been there to check out a few articles you've sent me. Okay, so let's back up. Okay. So now that we can focus here. So Minecraft is from a friend of mine. Justin, thank you, Justin. Okay, now we I go to Geek Dad every day. This is the the next thing we're talking about. How to educate your little geeks uh, <laughs> by Sir Ken Robinson. Kenneth. Now, Sir Kenneth. Sir Kenneth. Sorry, Kenneth. And uh, um, he must be somewhat important. I don't. And somebody out there is probably going to say, "Yeah, you you know, bleep bleep." This is what he did. But he's a knight. He's been knighted. Like I everything else, I Wikipedia him. What did he do? Um, now I have to go back to it because I closed it. Oh come uh, on. So. You keep... Don't Wikipedia, Wikipedia. <laughs> I told you the world will blow <laughs> the world. up. The world. It's like crossing the streams. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> you don't know the Ghostbusters reference? He was, yes, yes, I got it. Okay. Oh, okay, um, Sir Kenneth Robinson, or, yes. or Kenneth Ken, or Kenny, he can also do <laughs> Great. I, next time I see him, hey, Kenny. <laughs> um, oh, wait. You got the right guy? This guy's a knight. Goes with our medieval theme. You there? Oh no! I'm recording, and now we have an internet connection problem. We've been... no. Okay, so I'm... hold on, hold on. I'm writing down the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we have to cut that out. Uh, we're at thirty, about thirty minutes. Hold on. What's going on? I don't know. With my, it's totally my computer, but I'm not actually losing internet. Like I'm, I'm on the internet the whole time. That's weird. 
Okay. So after that okay. interlude of internet connectivity problems, uh, Jerry was looking up Wikipedia. That's what did it. Yep, it probably was. Wikipedia on Wikipedia. Man, it's, that, that's a, it's a dangerous tool. It's it is, a good it is. tool, so, but very dangerous. Okay, so, so Kenny, 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 Kenny Robinson. Ken, Kenneth, Ken, or Kenny. Um, he is an author, speaker. If you look up the wrong one, the other one, unfortunately, has passed away. So you, there are two servers. So yes. um, an author, speaker, international advisor on education in the arts to government, nonprofit education and arts bodies. He was director of the Arts School Project in the late 80s, professor of arts education, the University of Warwick. So I like him already because he's an arts education kind of guy. But yeah, and the, this this speech – that he did, or actually this, I don't even know how to explain it. It's called RSA. RSA is the Royal Society of the Arts, mm-hmm. and they did a little, I don't even know what they call it. Um, it's an animate, RSA animate. So they have these drawings. It looks of, like the UPS commercials. Yeah, it's really good. And yeah. so they're they're basically drawing what he's talking about. So they took his message, and then they put it in a drawing. And as an artist, you know, Jerry, what do you think about it? Oh, I love it. You know, That's I loved awesome. those um, UPS commercials, too. I actually wikipedia that at one point to find out who that guy was because <laughs> um, I like I, yeah, <laughs> I like all that stuff. So I love the – you know what? Whether you're a, an artist or not, I think for me, understanding things visually is key. So like watching oh. that whole thing, I was so Sucked much in, locked, didn't it? Yeah, locked into it and focused because – you know, my eyes can't be distracted by shiny, flashy things. <laughs> yeah, that's another topic, too. Tends to be a okay. problem of mine. So um, I can answer the question you really want to know. What was Yeah, so how did he get – how did he, how was he knighted? Well, do you want me to make up a more dramatic answer? Because the real one's oh, not very cool. man. 2003 for his services to education. So okay. that's, that's pretty that's incredible. Good. What though. do you mean? That, that, how is that not important? I don't know. I think knighted. He should have, like – He saved somebody. Yeah, like pulled – at least seven nuns out of a burning building. Oh, my you know, goodness. Or okay. five children. You know, so, either way. And so Sir Paul McCartney did that too, did he? Mm, no. 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 He took drugs and other things. <laughs> he, that, he, he just made a lot of really good songs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so he's, he's very important to uh, Great Britain, England, mm-hmm. and, and education. And education. And, and he put this, this really cool uh, – well, the RSA did – on a speech that he did uh, about changing education paradigms, and it's wow. And for what for what it's worth, I would have actually even without the video, he's a really good speaker. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. humor very well, so it even would have been interesting just to listen to. But okay, so what are some of the things that uh, this little video talked about? You know, I think to sum it all up, it was kind of a state of the union of education. And, you know, and for somebody, um, I, you know, what do you, I, where was that? Because it was aimed at the United States education, which once yeah. you get internationally, we get into a whole different you yeah. know, topic. But because <laughs> there was a map of the United States that talked about ADHD, which is right. a, top, <laughs> a topic that I, I'm thoroughly interested in considering uh-huh. I'm, I'm a diagnosed ADHD uh, person. And uh, so I thought that was Quite interesting. You, you get really. You have to see the video, but it. He talks about. You're right. It's a state of the like a state of the union, state of the nation type of thing for education on how the ideas of education are antiquated mm-hmm. back to the Renaissance and you know people that lived many you know over 200 years ago, 
and those ideas and concepts are still today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and he talks we still a lot use today it. in education. Yeah, he, he talks a lot about how that history. You know, so many things have changed in our world, and we refuse to change the juggernaut that is public education. You know, I mean, when you think right. of we, you know, we rewrite laws that no longer make sense. Sometimes we don't, but we, you know, like <laughs> laws are things that don't make sense. We have no problem going back and erasing them to make things easier for us. But right. education, we just won't touch, which maybe comes out of fear, you know, fear that a new system will fail right. more, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he made the correlation between uh, standardized tests mm-hmm. and, um, oh, what was it? Standardized tests and and losing, I guess, arts ed- education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you balance it out. So, you know, more standardized tests have led to almost a factory mentality for education. Right, because there are so many um, – and, and actually, this is something that uh, – that reminds me of a, a little commercial that I got from our union, which I thought was really cool, which was um, – just about, you know, I had like this factory line of like, it was boxing up kids, you know, and like <laughs> tossing math and science and box them up yeah. and then they all come out, you know, yeah. come out of the factory line, which I think actually there was a little animation segment in this where they were kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, they were, do- they were doing that. Lining kids up by age and by year and then giving them all the same information and in the hopes that when they graduate, they'll all have this same educational background right and then and this was i think one of the most interesting parts is he said you know kid we used to sell kids on the idea that if you got this education yes and you stuck it out then you would go to college and when you graduated college you would get a degree and then with that degree you would get a job and kids don't buy it today because it's not as true i mean he he says of course degrees are you know, it's still a great thing to have. It's going to help you get a job, but you can't promise kids today that when they walk out of college with their degree, they're going to get a job. Right. Things have changed. Right. And so kids struggle to see, I mean, I hate to say this so bluntly, but they struggle to see the point in their education. You know, it's hard to, to suck them in when you say, Hey, study all this stuff, do all this stuff, pay attention to all this stuff. And then, well, we're really not sure what's going to happen. You know, I mean, there right. there aren't many adults that would buy into a deal like that. Like, right. you spend all this time, do all this stuff, and then you have like a an outcome that's not not guaranteed. You know, I mean, in that's life, but but it's harder when you're forcing kids to do something they don't want to do. And and yeah. I think it was really cool. You know, we talked about. Um, all the different types of thinking. So I think we could have our own conversation just on that. He brought up divergent thinking yes. and, you know, how kids, there was like some amazing stats. They did this, you know, that, what was it? A study and, um, <clears throat> divergent thinkers are the question they came up with, come up with as many ways to, to use a paperclip. Mm-hmm. So it was a study. And if, if you came up, most people come up with, you know, eight, 10, 15 or whatever, but geniuses, and they, of course, use Einstein. You know, you might come up with 200, but it, right. it, they think outside the box. It's like, well, what size is the paperclip? Does it have to be made out of metal? Does it? Can it be styrofoam? A 200 foot styrofoam paperclip? So, you know, it, it, all these different ways that you could use it, and you have this divergent thinking, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, you can. I think there was an argument, you know, divergent thinking, creativity, you know, coming up with that, and then they tested kindergartners, mm-hmm. and what was the percent? It, it was 98 percent scored it, they, at the genius level. Genius level. Yeah. But as they got older, 
what happened to that genius number? It just like plummeted. You know, I think and, it, it was not even. It didn't take many years to <laughs> no to train kids into one right answer. And I've had this argument with, you know, this argument goes goes a lot with what I teach because you can't assess learning in, in the visual arts or really in any arts through standardized testing. I mean, yeah. you can, but it's not very efficient. No. Um, so. So we we constantly have this, you know. I and I I tell my students I'm open with with my students because I actually I was not a very good test taker. You know, it, I don't think that standardized tests or tests like that accurately reflected, you know, how well I did in school because I always did really yeah. well in school and then not as well on the tests. And right. So you know, I tell my kids that I'm like you know, well, stop to consider what a what a test is, a standardized test, and it's going to ask you to choose one correct answer. And you have a short amount of time in it, and there's right. only one right answer. And right. in in life, we tried to teach kids the exact opposite thing: always take your time, always, right. always make sure you know, do it right. Right, always know there could be more than one right answer. You know, leave yourself yeah, well, open. That, okay, so that didn't sound right, but uh, you know, <laughs> right. Try to do it correctly the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but you but you sit there and research this stuff. You don't. It's. Okay, I want you to give this answer, but I don't want you to use – it should already be in your head. You shouldn't research any of this. Well, what do we do? If we have a problem or we need to, uh, to answer something, we'll, go to, we'll, we'll use the internet, we'll use books, whatever. We'll go to multiple sources and look up the information mm-hmm. and answer the question as best as we can. Right, right. So I, I think you know, that correlates – you know, that study's hard to believe because I think people are skeptical when you say, well, kindergartners are all at that genius level, but it makes perfect sense because... They see ghosts, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Thanks Sorry. for throwing that out there. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there's something about a child's mind that is able... I mean, I'm not saying that they see the ghosts, but, well, you know, you, it's the same idea that their mind is very open. No, I, and you know what? I, I can use my personal teaching experience to, to back that up, especially in the visual arts. You know, you give, you give kids in kindergarten a piece of paper and some crayons and they're like the happiest things ever you can just tell them draw a picture and they they will draw the craziest thing you have ever you know could even well your brain usually can't even make it up you're like oh why is the dragon you know carrying a banana like i have no idea and the kid doesn't (laughs) really care it's just because it's hungry for a banana and then as my kids get older you know because I saw a lot of that when I was doing my student teaching in an elementary school. And then as I get older, you know, my kids, if I tell them to take a piece of paper and draw, the first question is draw what? You know, what do you want me to draw? What am I supposed yeah. to draw on this piece of paper? They're inside the box. Right, right. Because in, in our school system does that to yeah. to students. So I guess that's, you know, a lot of his, his dig on education. Right. So uh, there's multiple things in this. But the other one, you so your listeners out there. So how, what does this deal with educational gaming? So right. they are so stimulated, overstimulated mm-hmm. outside of school. And, you know, you can lay blame there, whatever. But, I mean, that's the society that we're in. I don't know how that's going to change. So they have Xboxes. They you know, they have all these things around them. The news. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Watching the news. You have the scroller. You got yeah. things popping up. You got yeah. things here, things there. It's just like... 
are you kidding me? And now on my cable box, I can go to a main menu and I can click on news and I have six screens of news and I can bounce back and forth to mm-hmm. different stations. And yes, we're overstimulated. And then I'm, I'm giving a generalization, okay, total generalization. They have all that and then they come to school and they're sitting at a desk and they are watching it, the teacher write stuff on the board. Mm-hmm. And they're usually – messing with their phone, an iPod that's inside their school bag. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I really want an image of like, you know, there used to be the old school image of like the kid hiding the comic book inside his, yes. his oh, know, textbook. I did that. Somebody needs like the, the new image, which is like a smartphone inside the textbook, you know, yeah. like that. Cause that, that just totally sums up yeah. how all so, my kids use their brains. Oh yeah, totally. So, um, it goes like I said. It talked about ADHD. Not going to go into that. I mean, there, there's just there's stuff there. But in, the whole idea is that we're uh, deadening and or uh, using what, what was the word that we used? Anesthetics. Anesthetics. Uh, um, what was the word? What was it, Jerry? Come on. Um, yeah. What was the? I think you just said them both. He said. Uh, yeah. Well, he talks about the the difference of. Aesthetics and anesthetics. Which... Anesthetics. So using those to uh, deaden, mm-hmm. you know, those who might be hyperactive, and instead of instead of having us almost like zombies, you know, uh, you know, yep. and, and sitting there in class trying to soak up all this information, we should in fact enliven. We should, you know, really get us engaged and enliven us into different activities. And one of them, because this was for the RSA, the Royal uh, Society of of, of, of the Arts. Is that you know Shakespeare? Mm-hmm. You know, we, okay, great. We can sit here and read Shakespeare, but why not act out Shakespeare? And then would you actually learn more? Kids would be more engaged in something like that than sitting down and reading it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that all kids would be great at that. It's just one avenue of of looking at. It. Some kids would rather sit down and read it. Mm-hmm. Some kids would rather watch it. Some sure. kids. So it, it it just depends. We're all different. And and the the question is why. Why are we so obsessed with finding the one way that we think will work for everyone? There isn't when we know that one way just won't work for everyone. No, you know, and that was another. That was the other point too, wasn't it? That you know, some kids work better individually. Some kids work better in small groups. Some kids work better, you know, in larger groups. It it just each kid is different. Yeah, we try to celebrate diversity so often in school, and then this is one area where we're like, nope, yeah. nobody's allowed to be different. Nope. <laughs> Everybody nope. thinks the same. And we, and we teach by, which I love, manufactured date. Mm-hmm. So we, we group them together by when they were manufactured. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea of you know the, the assembly line, um, kids are different. Yeah. It, it, I, thought that was, I thought that was great. So then it, then it comes back to, you know, I think like you said, gaming being a, a tool in the tool belt for yeah. for um, a way to teach some kids. Will it work with all kids? No. You know, yep. some some kids won't have the interest there. And then but it, it certainly is a is a viable option for teaching. It's engaging. Students. Yeah. It's engaging. And that and that jumps back to, you know, when I went up to uh you know, Dan's uh school district where all the teachers were sitting there engaged in a game and they were sucked in. They were just all all into the game, and that's like I said, just one, one tool in your tool belt. Mm-hmm. But the engagement and getting them excited about learning, uh, and that's I think that's I think we're both constructivist teachers. Would you say? Sure. 
that, you know, we have to have them actively engaged. And so, you know, it, that's been a rejuvenation for me over spring break because it's, you always have to be reminded of certain things. Yes, sometimes I might be in front of the board writing some things down. That's fine. You know, there's certain times that that works okay. But the problem solving and having the kids work in groups and try to figure out, give them a problem, have them solve it, have them learning that way. That's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought I thought it was an incredible video. I mean, I think it it in what is like eleven minutes. So yeah, but it just certainly doesn't feel like it because no. I was you know so into it that I you know it just flew past. But I think it's yeah. something that all teachers should watch and just give consideration to. You know, you don't have to love it. No, you don't have to agree with all of it. You know, but it it's it certainly you know it might enlighten you to why gaming or other alternative you know learning might be necessary right yeah oh awesome okay well i think that's it jerry all right uh thank you for listening to this week's ed gamer podcast i think one of our best jerry i think that was we did a pretty good job it was pat, nice pat, and focused here you, you pat yourself on the back i will that, that's me patting you and then i'll pat <laughs> a okay, virtual good. pat on the back good virtual pat on the back uh please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts because they're phenomenal stuff and there's some new ones it was it exceptional with scott mm-hmm. Meach on um our, our uh oh goodness now i'm gonna mess that up exceptional learners all different learners all different types of learners i messed that up somehow sorry scott uh <laughs> and all the great blog posts on the edreach network have a great week you gonna say something i don't know that's exceptional <laughs>